drinking it. Where are you from me? He said tea. I'm like, sip, sip? Like, Rose tea sounds so crazy. It sounds good. What tea did I have today? Lavender, rose, and chamomile. Mm. Ooh. I'm a tea. I'm a tea, nigga. That sounds like <laughs> that sound like something that gets somebody pregnant. I had L- Yo, fam, what? <laughs> lavender and rosemary, all that shit. That's maybe in a bath. Maybe in a bath. Yeah, maybe in a bath. Only I could hear that and say, like, that sounds sexy. You feel me? <laughs> oh, that shit sounds sexy together. God damn. That rosemary. You said lavender? God damn. <laughs> Somebody planning on getting some booty tonight. That's crazy. <laughs> God damn. What her pH like after a rosemary bath? Never mind. Don't worry about it. Don't answer. Hey, I'm yo. Sick Don't, of answer. You. Don't answer. Don't answer. Turn the tub into hydrochloric acid. These are things that should be answered before we just start talking. Nah, putting shit in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Before you put your coop. Never mind. I don't That's have one. That's crazy. Get there. <laughs> I don't have one, so I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop talking. We're about to go all the way there, bruh. <laughs> so. Y'all know I'm going to be the downfall of my own podcast, right? Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> it's like we either go. Why was that so definitive? <laughs> Listen, man, we where's the support? We either gonna go up or we gonna crash and burn, you know what I'm saying? I was gonna his eye and call me Slit, yeah. We are gonna die on this hill, goddammit. Somebody open this. We are gonna die on this hill, bro. You know what I'm saying? We either go like you either go down with the ship or That's me. That's me. That's my fault. Kai, the headphone knob on the right. There you go. That's probably what it is. At 8 30 this morning. For like 45 minutes mm. and after I went to the pizzeria so I had one <laughs> I had one piece of pizza at 10 a.m. and I had one piece of pizza are you filming yeah. this no. thank you it's thank not, you it's not about what you eat it's about how much you know what I mean yeah yeah so she could eat pizza at workout yeah. Now you tell that to her man who's a trainer, who's oh. a personal trainer. My boyfriend's a personal trainer. <laughs> he's, about to, he's about to snitch on you. I'm snitching on myself. Take all the carbs out the house right now. He can't give me a 4K. Ask me if I care. That boy trained half of the power cast. Yo. Yo, what's up with you, bro? <laughs> this man shot. He done shot our guest. <laughs> I kind of want to let Morio finish her pizza, but we got to get going. But we have Killy, the artist, not Killy, the artist, Killy, the artist in the building. <laughs> Why you think she just now getting here? <laughs> Listen, I had a mean ass hangover this one and they called me and was like, you got to come in. Got a meeting. Said, oh, no. I'm trying to get my shit together. My head busting, booming out the fucking yo. <laughs> like, Sometimes you gotta yo. do what you gotta do. I, you I almost started talking in automatopias. You said, mm, nah. Okay, <laughs> it, was just, it was not it, yo. When I say I had shades, like black shades on, bro, I'm going in. Mind you, it was cold outside. The sun was not beaming in my face. It just, I could not. The light in the room, the light outside was too much. So I was just like, nah. Yeah, that's how you know it's bad, bro. When you wake up in the morning and that sunlight hit, you like, God, yeah. damn. I, I need you guys to understand that it's a cloudy day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still bright as fuck. But it that's is. not saying it's yeah, cloudy. Yeah, where are... <laughs> Look. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Y'all might be able to tell we're not filming with our lights because I didn't charge the fucking batteries. So we do <laughs> all the light y'all see. It is the natural light, and it's bright as fuck. It is bright, bright as fuck. It's bright. You ain't need no light in here. That that right there would have break. Oh no, nah, we no no no. You gonna nah, you gonna see. That should be. You gonna be like, hey, I could be a little brighter in this. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> y'all can lighten me up in this bitch. <laughs> all right, so kill. Um, where are you? Where are you from? Um, hometown in terms of, in terms of the U.S. and then heritage wise, where are you from? So I'm from East Orange, New Jersey. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, grew up in EO. Um, I went to school for. High school in Maplewood in South Orange. So I went to Columbia High, where is in the Columbia. home of legends. And yeah. Rotimi. Ro- yep. Rotimi. Rotimi. <laughs> and then um, I got a Caribbean American background, so it's like I'm Jamaican and Guyanese. So South America and, you know, the islands. Now you're literally sitting in our co host guest who's actually currently in Guyana right now. Okay, turn up. What part of Guyana? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She, she don't be telling don't us that. We, we, we just know she about to get her passport stamped and she not going to be here. Well, mm-hmm. she's there for a celebration of life. Yeah. They laid down a matriarch. Oh, yeah. Basically, that that, that whole um, nine-night thing. Mm-hmm. Have parties. You feel me? Just oh, they're having a blast. Yeah, no, they are. They're there for sorrow, but they're, all, they're there having a blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> last time I went there, it was last summer I performed the Guyana, and it was like, it was COVID time. You performed in Guyana? Yeah. Where else have you performed? I performed in uh, Mexico. Um, that was Cancun at the hotel. Um, <laughs> That's tough, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hawaii. And then, like, States. I haven't been. I'm trying to go to the UK. I can get a performance out there. But. Oh, you're going to go stupid in the UK. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially it, doing, doing a Caribbean-style rap. Mm-hmm. They love waves. What do like, you... What do you consider your your genre to be? Do you have a definite genre? Do you consider? No. It's actually scary because like people like the person I work with is like you gotta you gotta choose something. So I really don't think I have a genre, um, and I'm gonna say that because I have multiple like different like I have different variations of music. So it's like I can't give myself a genre. I just have a Caribbean sound, so it always comes into my music. But I'm not a reggae artist. I am not. A dancehall artist. I am not like, I can't. Go That's why it was hard for me to, to describe what type of artist she was because I'm like I don't know. I don't want to call her a reggae artist, mm-hmm. but pick whatever one moves the needle the most. I would say, um, yeah. I'm not talking about now. Don't do. Oh. Don't no no. I'm talking about. <laughs> were you ready to pick? <laughs> were well, you and your business partner already? I have to pick a second a part of that question. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you don't want to choose a genre. Mm-hmm. Who would you say are your influences? Bob Marley and Lauryn Hill. Hey, that's what, uh, you can't go wrong with those. <laughs> yeah. That old, that old, like, that old. Lauryn Hill, another movie. graduate of Columbia High School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout that out old. to Ivy Hill. I lived there. Wait, he lived there. My aunt live over there now. You I used to. I, that's my first. My first ever apartment was Ivy Hill. That's crazy. <laughs> Ivy Hill is. Ivy Hill is something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ivy Hill is something else. Rod Digger's mom lived maybe like four or five mm-hmm. floors ahead of us. It's a we lot used to get on the on the on them. It's a lot of memories at Ivy Hill. Yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Like you would never know. Listen, Ivy Hill is Ivy Hill. We just go. Hey man. <laughs> so, um, have any of these connections, being from East Orange, 
uh, going to Columbia, has any of those connections come through to help you yet in your career? Actually, yes. Um, my very first performance, the person that threw it, um, he, I didn't even know he was still watching me. Um, that was in Maplewood. He recently um, hit me up to go work with a Sony publisher. Like, and I'm sitting there like, you remember me? Like, it's like, <laughs> you, you got it. And yeah, so he hit me up with an A&R and the publisher that I work with now. With, I got some good music. Um, I found a whole new sound. And that don't mean my sound changing, but I got it. But your sound, I mean, your sound's going to evolve from, because oh, yeah, yeah. Waves was, Waves was what, 2020? 2019? No, Waves was recorded a year before I dropped it. So yeah, so like that's how it be sometimes. You just had that shit in the vault. So now you hit second song ever made. So now you get into a. That was your second, second song, song you ever made. Mm-hmm. You made a hit. Your second. Yeah. Dog. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> you really you better. Than, why you said on this case? I would. If I was you, I'd be. Nigga, I'm out of here. You need, <laughs> to, <laughs> hell, you need to be in Universal Office or something. You feel me? Like God yeah, that was your second, second song. song? Yeah. My first song was this song, Don Dada. That's why when I got the, the opportunity to work with the Sony publisher, I remade Don Dada for a new journey. Okay. Don Dada. <laughs> I love that part for you. So let me give the audience my route to hearing you and, and getting to know who you are. Um, Jersey City, we're at a showcase. Now hearing this story again, I don't know why you were at the showcase. Mm-hmm. So I walk into the showcase. I'm late. Like, Two hours late. Damn, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Get on people's time. Get on them. It happens. Um, yeah, it do happen. I manage an artist by the name of Lame, and we had just finished a we had just uh, just finished a new song that we were gonna premiere at this showcase, and we were super, super, super excited about it. So I walk in, I find my group of people. They're all, all already plastered drunk. Um. <laughs> That night I wasn't drinking, wasn't even really feeling well for real, didn't even want to be there. So I go to the back and I start lighting up. As soon as I light up, you hop on stage. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> when I tell you the colors in the damn room changed, it gets different. You don't see artists who are able to pull in the entire room like the one that we have currently sitting in front of us. So, is there some sort of training that you went through? Do you watch performances? Where did you grow up going to performances, or is this just who you are as a person? My music means everything to me, so it's just I gotta put my emotion in my music. It's really for me. It's a it's a therapy for me, especially on stage. Like out of the whole process of making a song, performing is the best part to me. Word. And why is that? that like, is that the sense. sharing or just um, the community that comes with it? Yeah, it's the sharing. Is I have not been listened to. Like, I went through some shit. So it's like, when I'm not, I'm ne- like never been listened to. Like, honestly. Mm. So when I perform, it's like the, the time where people are listening to me. And I, I look people in their eyes as they talk. Like, nice. I, don't, I don't know if y'all know this, but like, I have like a little bit of social anxiety. It might not show now. No. But <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know if it is. I'm a little awkward sometimes. So, like, I can't look at people in their eyes all the time. Um, I do a thing when I talk away from people. Um, when I perform, I'm a totally different 
person. You're I want to look you in your eye and tell you how the fuck I feel. You are got, you no. Nah, when you perform, you are, you can rap, you can cuss so you know no, you No, when you perform, you go into rap guy mode, and I've never said that to anybody, especially not an artist that's still considered up and coming. Your ability to perform is greater than that of a lot of artists who have currently made it. Mm-hmm. And that, that. and that's one thing that one thing that you say about your emotions and your pain that you put in your music is like I feel like that's one thing that's hard for a lot of new and upcoming artists to really do. Mm-hmm. It's like because you say your your time to shine is when you get on stage and when right. you first grab that mic. That's when you really talk to people. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of new artists and like you know people who's trying to break into this stuff now the the hardest part when it comes to like writing a song has got to be like being a thousand percent raw. And just putting just you on that track, not yeah. being influenced by anything, because like the we all know, like especially us, like that are artists and like creators and everything, we know that the best music comes from a very raw, very probably sensitive place for the artists. Yeah, the and vulnerable. and you can empathize with that, mm-hmm. but it's hard to be able to take your own pain and put it out there and hope that people will emphasize it and feel it the way that you did mm-hmm. when you was writing it or when you was going through it. So hey. Props to you for being able Appreciate to do that and being able to step out of your comfort zone when you grab that mic and be like, look, this is my pain. You meeting me right here. We feeling this right now. You know yeah, what I mean? That's the thing. Like when I say I put like every time I get on stage, I truly make my music for me and I put it out there for others. It's a meaning of this is my therapy, mm-hmm. but I know that you need therapy too. Facts. So it's mm-hmm. like feel mm-hmm. with me. Let's feel <clears throat> at the same time. And I'm going to make you dance while doing that. And that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's what music you rip, but you're really able to for. make them do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists will sit here and say, I want the world to hear my music. I'm putting this out for the world. And then when they get in front of the world, it's like, <laughs> I don't want the world to hear my music. <laughs> right. They be sensitive about their shit. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. In fact, I'm not shitting on y'all artists. <laughs> it's okay to be sensitive I can't stuff sit here and say about. that I'll jump up in front of a stage in front of a bunch of people even though I have um, <laughs> but I wasn't rapping well, somebody else was rapping and I just get to, got to hype up the, the crowd I have a question because even before you stepped in the room Colin was really enamored by your mag- magnetism because like apparently for, I because I wasn't there but I would have loved to be there because stage presence isn't something that you can teach. Like when you're on stage, besides just wanting to share your artistry and what you have to offer, like what's going through your mind when you're in that experience? Honestly, nothing released. Word. Nothing's going through my mind. That's beautiful. Just going in. <laughs> yeah, That's it's, beautiful. It's, it's my lyrics. My, I don't even have to think about my lyrics. It just flows out because it's like, like I said, it's like a therapy. So, um, the audience is a ther- the audience is a therapist, and I'm talking. Now, release with me. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. really it. Well, <laughs> nah, that, but that's true though, and that's where the best music goes. Is like the best the best music will be able to incite like an emotional reaction out of the artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because even when I tried to write, you know, I, I always appreciate artists that you know feel very cinematic, and like when you listen to the song, like you can damn near see the music video mm-hmm. like in your head even if they don't got a yeah. video like you can picture it like you can like you could walk through the song and be mm-hmm. like da- like yeah or like anything on section eight with kendrick like you know how like you can listen to that and be like damn he, like you you damn near watching a movie as you listen right. to it's that a album. movie yeah literally it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a movie right it's an experience i I'd, I'd, I'd honestly challenge most of you to 
listen to this to this to this young woman, but also you gotta see her. Yeah. yeah. You gotta I, you gotta that's see. My, my favorite promotion <laughs> is performing it. I, I like live promotion. Yeah. You're not super, super active on social media with showing people your personal life like that. No. That's what the music's for. <laughs> and we've had this, we've had this debate for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks now, um, centered around Chloe Bailey. Sorry, Chloe, I'm gonna stop running your name <laughs> through the mud, and I love you. I promise you, I love you. <laughs> but <laughs> we promise we love you. I mean, I if, if she wasn't no, no, no. such a I hot promise topic, I love Chloe Bailey no, 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 like, no. more than the rest of y'all. Know. But if she <laughs> wasn't such a hot topic, she wouldn't be at the top of our mind. So she's doing right. everything right. But not exactly. No, yeah, because it, it, I don't it, think that she does. She, mm-hmm. I think she shows too much of her yes. mm-hmm. personality and her actual. She does the, so do you think there's some sort of an advantage to controlling? when and where people get to see the real Kelly. Yes, all the way. Um, I look at artists like Beyonce. That's not my favorite artist. I look at artists like Beyonce. Um, she does not show the world what goes on in her household. No. And she is number one legendary in this time. Facts. There is no need for people to hear arguments about this and what happens in the family stays in the family. Love, live by that always. Um, what happens with relationships stays in the relationship. If you had respect for other people, like if you if you respected somebody that you're in a relationship with, you wouldn't put that on social media. If you respect your your surrounding, you don't want nobody else to invade with their negative mindsets, negative topics, and all that. Like, keep it to yourself. It, it doesn't. Right. It does not have to be on social media. Right. You're here for the music. You're here for the love of the music and the love of the people. Keep that love. And that's that's honestly like, and that's, I feel like, like, just like what you said, let the music speak for itself. It's kind of like the, like the same way that you're not like, uh, like that active on social media. It's kind of like that same strategy. It's kind of like the weekend. Like when he first came out, it was a lot of like mystery and like, you don't know a lot about him. All you heard was the music. We didn't even know who the weekend was. We didn't know who the weekend was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this air mystery. Echoes of silence time. We yeah. had no idea no what the idea. weekend looked like. I was there. That's a fact. <laughs> but that, I was outside. But everybody was able to, everybody was able to empathize. That's what with we that. were like, really all, outside. All you do is you just hear the music and you hear the story from the music and you know, like, you don't know what he looked like. You don't know nothing, like, no details about his personal life, but you can feel a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Literally, that's literally, that's the thing. Um, my music speaks on pain and laughing, well, not laughing, but like, Having fun through it. Word. So yeah, I went through some shit. Y'all don't gotta know that, but when I spit my music, y'all gonna feel that. You and if you went through some shit, listen, let's feel that shit, dance it out. Like let's. Word. let's <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm all about getting it together. Like I don't like complaining about shit. I don't like people hearing me complain. I just get whatever needs to be fixed. You fix it. Word. Does this make Amen. it a little bit easier for you to dip and dodge DMs now, since you're not? It doesn't look like you're always so active. Are you able to duck and dodge out of situations a little bit easier? I'm, I'm active on Instagram, not posting active. So, like, that shit show I'm active. Can't dodge shit. <laughs> it just says online. Smoke, no, there's a, there's a whole, a, no, there is a whole setting. If you go to your settings, there's a thing to say, you don't got to have that. Where it don't got it. It's in your sentence where it don't say that you no, was active not. 12 minutes ago. We're we, we going to hook you up after the show. No re-receipts. I got you. Say less. Right, y'all ain't hear that. 1-800-Dodger-Bitch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Um, shit, I had another question, but I just fucking lost it. Um, let's get into just really quickly. Oh, we asked you about your damn influences. I have a question. Go ahead. What do you want new listeners to know about you? Like, we already, like, talked about your performance, your presence, your your likeness to performing, but, like, what do you want new listeners to learn about you if they're just tapping in with you now? Um, I think, I think it's, we got to understand, we feel the same thing. I want you to know that I feel you. You feel me? I, I I feel you. I love you. Now, tap into the music. Listen to the music. Be empowered. Be inspired. And I'm just here to motivate you. I'm here to motivate you and keep you happy. You feel me? We're going to have some sad songs, some, some upbeat songs. But it's all because we went through some shit. And we went through it together. As, as my fans, as my listeners, we go through stuff together. So, Are you prepared for what's... For- the track that you're headed on right now? Are you prepared for what truly is going to come with it? Are you prepared to not necessarily be able to communicate with your friends and family on the same level? Is that something that you can honestly God see yourself doing? He put me in my lonely hour. I've been lonely. He, I think that time where I was lonely and I didn't want to be was the preparation to you have to be lonely and get to where you need to be. So it's not, I'm prepared. I don't know. No, yeah. Did they have you gone through media training? No. Oh my god. No, what? you're good. <laughs> How is yeah, this natural. so natural? Natural, right? <laughs> Cause like Colin has his background in working in radio and producing. Mm-hmm. I have my background in public relations. So the people that would set you aside like these are message points that would have been me in certain instances so you do have a natural cadence that is just so concise that you don't really need media training like you just see you just say what you need to say (laughs) your your microphone courtesy your tone is there yeah you're you're able to think quickly we didn't throw you any no. BS answers to try to trip you up or try to get you into into or questions to trip you up or to make you expose <laughs> something about yourself. Okay. But you know you're, you're incredibly articulate, incredibly talented, super observant. Thank you. <laughs> like, you're able to sit here and converse with and converse on a professional level and, um, while also maintaining your artistry and your mist and your aura. I haven't seen one of the single locks that you put in front of your daggone shades drop down yet. <laughs> like, this is amazing, bro. <laughs> I have a follow-up question. Y'all got it. <laughs> That's the aesthetic, bro. One you thing we're going to do is you come through it. here, we're going to give you your props when, when they give it to you. Some people will say, yo, why you sucking dick? And other people will be like, yo, get off dicks. <laughs> oh, now it's all nigga. about how you look at it. Two people in this world. Yo. Yo. So my question is, I saw that you hit on, you know, social anxiety, and I am just very naturally awkward myself. So when you said that, like, I have a a natural tune for that. When you see what happens to someone else who's proclaimed themselves as um, being socially awkward, like like Summer Walker, for example, like, how are you preparing yourself to maneuver situations where you can be 
true to yourself and how you cope with things, but still be the artist that you are. So it's with it's throughout every performance that I have where I have to talk to people afterwards because you know people come up and you know conversate with you. Um, every time I have a performance, it's like I'm gonna push myself to respond to that person right after. Sometimes I really have to go to the bathroom and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's the, the, I feel like that's now because when it gets bigger, I'm not going to be in a crowd of people. I'm going to be on stage and off stage, straight to the back. You you feel me? So it's mm-hmm. like now it's just like let's let's learn how to communicate with people so we know how to interact with fans and just not feel like so people don't feel like you're ignoring them because you need people right. in this industry. Exactly. So, yeah. And I like what you said because people in the audience feel entitled feel entitled to public figures. Yeah. And I don't always feel like that's fair because we're all human and we only have a certain threshold to share. So, I I really like that you're being like really um forthcoming with like your disposition and I'm really interested in seeing like how far you go and how you maneuver going forward. The thing is, I chose this, so mm-hmm. I have to be prepared with what comes with it. I see it. I've seen it. Like I watched um, Michael Jackson's story. Mm-hmm. He really mm-hmm. just wanted to be human. He just Facts. wanted to be yeah. normal. He wanted to. And he wanted to go to a supermarket. Like he never exactly. got to go grocery shopping. <laughs> exactly. But he's been in the limelight since he was five. They had years to pay old. people to act as shoppers mm-hmm. so he could go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and it, and that to me, that made me feel away. But it's like, do you really want it? Like, if I go, if I give you a half-ass performance, you pay mad money for that ticket, and then don't talk to you after the show or cancel the show because I have social anxiety. I don't want it. I have to work on that now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I get there, I'm not having a problem with any of it because I don't have to talk to people as a, as an artist. I don't have to talk to you. I don't. You don't. But if I want to keep this and keep you as a fan and keep you feeling like you're important to me, which you are, I have to do what I can to, like, now to, you know, get it together for them. And honestly, I feel like a lot of the artists, especially the ones that you can empathize with a lot, that put their pain in their music, a lot of them is just, like, again, it's like you talk about social anxiety and everything, and it's like you said you only have but so much you can share before, like, so when your social battery, like, just die, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you got to still be able to kind of, like, you know, give yeah. that little bit extra at the end. Like, cause I'm sure you've had times where like you get up on stage <laughs> and you put your heart into the performance and then all of a sudden like you get off the stage it's like, all right, I shared all I could for the day. Yeah, it, it get like that. That's why I'll be like, I, I'll run to the bathroom. I'm telling yeah. you like, I'll be like, yeah, you out of there. Like, we out. Cause it's like, I'm coming off stage. Sometimes it's hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. Perform. Those lights are hot. It's oh. hot. I could perform three songs and sweat. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, I, first of all, my, my perception to people or um, cadence as me, I'm a perfectionist. So I have to look okay for a person. Like, it's like, I'm an artist. I have to represent me properly. That's image. That's talking. That's um, mental state. That Like, I just have to look right. Facts. So I'm coming off stage hot and you trying to talk to me. It's like <laughs> he said, "Give me a minute." Your goddamn <laughs> I there out of breath. Like it's like I just thank you. I'm walking around. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's go to the bathroom now. Like I'm saying, thank you as I go to the bathroom. When I come out, it's like, all right, we cleaned up. How you doing? Thank you for the the compliment. 
appreciate you. Thank you for watching the show. It's like, it's it. It's the respect to it. It like, makes sense. Yo, at the next level, at the next level, as soon as you get off stage, you're going right back to your it dressing is. room. If not, them them labels or whoever is handling you for the day, they're running you right to the car, and you got a new uh, another location. Exactly. Right. So I, that's why I don't trip about it. But um, you you are going to run into people. People are going to see you. Sometimes the crowd is walking out when artists is walking out. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to like. Yeah, like, how you doing? Yes, thank you for coming. Like, yeah. I respect you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. It means a lot. And my only last follow-up question to social anxiety is, how do you feel that the pandemic affected your natural disposition? Because I felt like the pandemic had effects on everybody, but mm-hmm. how did the pandemic have an effect on you as an artist in particular? Oh, that's when I just came out as an artist mm-hmm. um, the year before. Um, Word, I won my first show, like first competition, making music, first time making money off music. Um, Facts. And then I found out the day after that COVID broke out in that specific place, Roselle, New York, that the um, Rochelle. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yeah. New Jersey or I like Roselle. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, got, hey, new Rochelle, hey, new Rochelle, we got a lot, don't worry, one day we're going we're gonna to go out to new Rochelle because we got a lot of love. Rico, we coming to go see you, shout out to Cool. I've been here. <laughs> so yeah, I won my first show, that was like, and then that's where COVID first happened in um, New York was new Rochelle, so I found out like two days after. Right. And then my father was like, yeah, we can't, you can't keep going out like this in New York because it's breaking out bad. And then I had another show and I ended up going. I still went, I took the train. And after that, all shows was done. It was all mm. online. And I was so upset because this is why I just started um, performing. And I love performing. Since I touched the stage, I love performing. So it was like, Word. damn. That's but, really interesting. And I, I feel like, now again, you are way ahead of me than I've ever been in, in like, you know, artist form or whatever. However, I feel like as an artist, like it's it's the best in the sometimes it's the best and the worst thing when you get on stage because especially when you're so emotionally invested in your music, mm-hmm. you want people to feel it. But when people don't, it's almost like you know what I mean. It's it's, a, it's almost not offensive in a way, but it's like damn, like you know what I'm saying. Like I poured my heart out into this, and like you like you can't find a morsel right. in there that Y'all you could like. Let's hear. I got booed at the Apollo. No. Nah. But so did Lauren. But, so did. Hill. But Talk about it. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Don't stop. <laughs> God damn it. Stop walking past this. What event did you do at the Apollo? I did Waze. Oh. No, but what, what event? This is amateur this is night. amateur. So you did the legendary amateur night at the Apollo. Apollo. Can you can you walk me through just walking into the building real Yo, quick? Amen. First of all, because so I, 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 I started off in radio. They done told you my government name. Forgot mm-hmm. to tell you, yeah, by the way, when you get here, everybody gonna be calling me Colin, not Tunde. But <laughs> <laughs> both so, are true. Both are true. Both are government, but whatever. So I got my start in radio. And um when I got my start in radio, I, I started working in events. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I miss the most about radio is that walk to stage or that walk mm-hmm. into a venue. When everybody knows that you're here for a reason. Yeah. And it's kind of like that parting of the sea a little bit. Whether it is or whether it's not. But yeah. at least in your mind, you know, I'm here for a reason. Yep. And just that, having a reason to do something, 
gives you a little extra oomph. So can you walk me through just walking into the Apollo or walking onto that stage? Automatically, I thought I was going to win. As you should have, four or five. I know you got to leave in a little. I know you got to leave in a little bit. So we'll wrap up after this. Um, ah, do your thing. We here. I I walked in like I was gonna win. I'm I'm have, making friends. You feel me? We're all making friends. I'm I'm a sweet person. So, um, we had to do the run through on stage. Um, I couldn't do the first of all. I ended in the COVID thing. I had to walk back go get a, another COVID test. <laughs> So they so they so they, they stopped you at the little quarantine area mm-hmm. for you to do your COVID. Exam. They're not playing. I, first of all, I came in with the you know the um, the little COVID uh, at home with the vaccine. Oh, yeah. so you, oh you had the at home kit. Yeah, I had it, and I'm like, no, it's COVID free. So here you go. Like, and they had me walk back, go down the street, take a COVID test, get it back, and come. So I get it and then come back. So I came in through the back door. I met um, Kathy. Um, Shook her hand and I'm like, I'm gonna win today. Nice to meet you though. I'm Kelly. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna win today. You feel me? Um, and then we did the performance. Like we did a run through on stage to get the mic checks and everything. And everybody else is singing. Like I'm talking about like singing like other songs. Mm-hmm. I went in there bold singing my song. They were doing covers. Yeah. They were doing covers at the Apollo, and you went. In, you were the only one that went in there. Well, when you go song. to the Apollo to amateur night at the Apollo, a lot of times you're gonna. Have people even rappers doing covers? Really? That's yeah. interesting. It was one. It was one guy that was um doing his song, and then another poet that was doing their piece. Um, but I was going in there doing my song. His song sounded like R and B song. My song is like Caribbean and stuff. So I'm thinking it's about to work. First time I'm hearing my speaking my um song in like a big room auditorium. Like, 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 like the yeah, acoustic. Like yo, I'm. I'm be on stage, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hyped because it's like yeah. the first time I'm, I'm hearing that, um, at the Apollo. Um, then I started watching videos of um, people performing there, so I know how to move around. Um, I had to because I was like, nah, I want every this whole thing to feel me, and mm-hmm. I've never been like on a big area like this, like a big auditorium like that. Um, and I just, I performed. After a couple people, and I got booed. How far did you get into your performance before you got booed? Not far. Mm-hmm. Did Sandman come out and kick you off the stage too? Yes. They danced you off the stage? Danced me off the stage. Damn. Listen. Well, you know how the notes I got. I had a fur thing on, like a fur. Ooh, my fault. I had a fur. Um, <laughs> I had a fur. Uh, there you go. Perfect. What's that thing called? <laughs> he called my stuff a rug. He, Damn. You had, wait, you had like, a, like a sash or you had a scarf? Yeah. Or? A sash, like the, sh- the fur. Yeah, the sash. Yeah, yeah, you know the little. Mm-hmm. You the know. little thong. Like, yeah. I'm looking like coming, coming to America. You, like, I was about to yeah. say, you looking like a king coming to America type shit. Red too. I forget what they call it when it's just you like talk on about your the, shoulder. Yeah, like almost dead, probably damn near the coat Moriel wore today. What are you talking about? Like, I print. feel you. I really, really, really. You know, Hall and Notes got uh, got booed at the. Well, I don't know if they got booed. There's a lot of people. There's mad people that got booed at the Apollo. I know. And that's probably also the humbling. That is probably also the humbling moment that you need to say, "Yeah, you are well above where an artist who's just now starting off in 2019, 2018 should be, because you are." Yeah. But there's still work to do, and there's still places to tap. And it's honestly just like, you know, whether people are feeling it or not, like, 
it's not always about like how the performance was. It's just about like is your demographic in the building? Like are people mm-hmm. who are going to empathize with you are they there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like if you if you made a song about you know domestic violence, are people there that have been through some shit that can empathize with that? Like are they going to feel this? Like because you know. Cause when we listen to the music, you hear a bar, you like, damn, that shit was cold. Word. But that's because like you can, you heard that shit and you can immediately apply that shit to some shit that mm-hmm. you just went through like last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, like different it, things resonate. You feel me? That's the thing. People was coming up to me like, oh my god, I love the beginning of it. I would like to know where the song is. Facts. But in the moment, it was like, and you know, other when people got booed off, they left. I ended up staying. I just, I just stayed. I was just like, that's tough. That's good. That's, that's tough. tough. Hey, props. <laughs> Cause That's I'm like tough. mad people Bottom came drop. here for me That's and I'm, I'm I'd left. <laughs> nah, and I would have cried in the car. A secret about Tom—he <laughs> is a very big ego. Me too. That's why we're friends. But I think for you to be able to have this story in your development, like a lot of artists don't have that. So this is just a part of your story. So yeah. as like you, Drake got booed. Drake got booed at Tyler Creators festival when they like, couldn't that was like five years that was like four years ago yeah yeah because yeah. they were supposed to have frank ocean so the, Jimmy. the audience was primed no for frank ocean. they weren't supposed to have frank ocean tyler said he had a special guest and they assumed it was gonna frank be frank ocean, ocean. oh that's the thing like, that <laughs> and they booed the fuck out of drake that so tyler thing. shut 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 down the rest of the show and he was because he was pissed tyler cussed out that he took he cussed out the crowd said, are y'all dumb he cussed <laughs> out the crowd and shut down the rest of the show like, yo have a good friends like that but jake guys. drake started speaking patois at that moment but you you, you got to get him out of here bro <laughs> <laughs> he started speaking, speaking patois on the mic and it was like all right good night y'all no. <laughs> oh, no, that's not Booing him. That's not when they started booing him. No, it was it was after they were booing him. He started. He tried. It was like a. He tried to like more loosen, troops for your head top. He tried to lighten. Yeah, like he tried to lighten the mood. You know what I'm saying? More troops for your head top. So watch how you speak on my name. But I always say that because there's very very talented people that get booed. So like the audience isn't always ready for you. But that doesn't say anything about your talent or what you have to offer. It was a bunch of haters in there. Period. Right, there you go. Because it was just, <laughs> Boom. you know, people came for their people that wanted yeah. to win and stuff like that. It was just like, oh, it, you're not my, boo, boo. Like, it, <laughs> you know what? New Yorkers are haters. Not for real. If they New hear that you from Jersey, the they automatically on some hater shit. Oh. And you heard it from me. Yep, that's why I got right. We in the music industry, we know people from New Yorkers hate it. I said some shit on Twitter about New Yorkers thinking, because some girl was like, New Yorkers are the blueprint. And I retweeted, and I was like, New Yorkers don't know that outside of New York, nobody gives, gives a, a fuck, fuck right. bro. No. Nobody There's thinks, other major cities. Nobody thinks about New Yeah, bro, I'm from right. D.C. We do not dress like y'all at all, they bro. You see, look, y'all are just now getting on this daggone brand. Since is. the 80s, bro, this has been flyer than Jordans to us. I went to a party, and they all had the same bubble coat on. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yo, for all what? them fake ass Montclairs. Hey, guess what? We was on Montclairs before y'all too. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Hold that. Oh, North Face Montclair. We was <laughs> on all of that beef. well before y'all. People beef, yo. <laughs> like, all, no, all, but all the shits, bro. Because I, I, I sit here and I talk, but I have the thing about me is I back. I'm not gonna talk nothing unless I have reason to back it up. If I'm wrong, then I, I'll argue to the death. And then once I'm wrong, I'll be like, all right, damn, like you got it. But like, and also just to throw my hat in the ring. Colin is one of my closest friends, and everywhere we go, people always say, 
damn, I really like this fit. Like, he has a very specific style. Why you and Thank everyone you. should have that. Thank you. And I'm not I'm not fly by any means compared to the motherfuckers I grew up with. Just I wait. am not fly by any type of means. Just I'm know not fly New Yorkers, neither. y'all are not the blueprint. Nobody cares. But I do want to say they completely skipped over the DMV in my bio and immediately went to killing me because they was like, Oh, of course the motherfucker from Jersey got something to say. <laughs> oh, I was like, yo, so y'all just skipped the DMV in my shit. <laughs> yo. <laughs> they immediately yeah, but Jersey's yeah, having the hips. biggest, biggest, too. biggest moment. We had the VMAs here. Fucking, that they shot a, the Wu Clan, the Wu Tang Clan show. That VMA here. show, real quick, when Queen Latifah came Twice. out on that goddamn bike. But bro. you gotta, but to know that Queen Latifah is a part of a motorcycle club in North to this day. Period. Bro, listen. All I'm gonna say, Period. yo. If y'all I, understand bike life in Jersey, yeah, I know Philly is lit, mm-hmm. but if y'all know bike life in Jersey, it's like that too. Bro, all I'm gonna say, <laughs> <is, laughs> I'm just tired of niggas sleeping on it. Queen Latifah. I've been in her. Really I've girl, been man. in her daggone clubhouse. I've had I've had a crush on Queen Latifah since bringing down the house, dog. I love Queen Latifah. That's a oh, good that's ass wild. move. Right? That is wild. Bro, but <laughs> I love. Listen, man. I love Queen Latifah. Man. You seen Last Holiday where LL was going oh, after her? Yeah, bro. She made a dry ass piece of toast and LL was sitting there licking his lips. <laughs> yeah, oh, Georgia. <laughs> LL always licking his lips, man. That hey, shit was man, dry yo, as hell. What the fuck? Hey, man, I'm sexy as hell. I'm going to stare in the mirror and get sexy. Lord. You know what? I like to see LL on another flick. Because, like, now it's cool for rappers and people in entertainment to be actors. But LL was on the cusp of that. Yeah. On, on, yeah. Like, Deep Blue Sea. Like, yeah, him and Ice T. And yeah, he, and, and Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. Ice Cube knew what he was doing. He he wanted to write and like act at the same time. Hell yeah. Movies. He, you know, yeah. Ice Cube got paid out for like at least three, four roles in his movie. Hell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's what, you yo, Ice Cube was different, was man. Saying. You go you go hop in front of the camera. Of course, I was listening. Um, that's one thing I'm taking lessons for. Like, I, well, I'm going to take lessons for it. But I watch stuff on YouTube to like act, and I want to do voice acting. PMC, do we have voice a role open and and props? Season two episode. So so once upon a time, once upon a time, we they had a web series. Mm-hmm. This is PMC, aka Mike, um, aka Red Nineteen Films. So uh, if okay. you took a look, take a look on the Red Nineteen Films. There is a web series called Props, in which you will see a very young version of him in season two episode <laughs> one. Fresh, but Duh. it just so happens that by season two episode three, the series just mysteriously falls off. Mm-hmm. So there's you know rumblings that. After I don't know five six years that there just might you know episode four might just pop up so you know you never know keep your phone open you know we might have I'm ready let's do it <laughs> hey, yo, I'm not I'm not gonna hold you man like hey, yo, that, hey, yo, that series was good man <laughs> listen film. I'm gonna say black don't crack and y'all can resume whenever y'all want to but I don't have locks no film. more <laughs> yo film niggas cut their locks every day. <laughs> Yo, what the hell happened to Dante here, bro? Kyle looked the same. <laughs> I just no, put on I a do wig. I not look the same, bro. You over here going to talk about this three days later. It's like, bro. We switched did, hair. Did, <laughs> <laughs> bro, my hair was short as shit when we filmed props, man. You know what? You're right. You know bro. what? <laughs> That's why I shouldn't talk about hey, yo, shit. You I da- don't know. Yo, you Dante now. They don't, un- they don't unlock Kyle's hair and gave it to me. Yo, that's Oh my god, got a light skin friend look like I'm <laughs> 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 Alright, y'all. 
<laughs> we sit here having a blast. I have one last, excuse me, one last question for you. Are you going to get a grill? Are you going to get a grill? Like a bottom grill? You should get, yeah, you should get a you should get the bottom. Mm-hmm. The bottom gonna be that shit gonna be hard. That's my last question. Anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> mm, I, I had a question and I like forgot it. Kai, do you have a question? All I'm gonna say is, what do you feel like? So like, cause you've been doing this for a few years now, mm-hmm. right? Aside, like, because we've talked about a whole bunch of mind, like, turning points to your career and stuff like that. What is one moment that always sticks out to you that you feel like developed you the most as an artist through experience? Mm-hmm. Like, what was one time that you might have grabbed the mic and is like, yo, my 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 time as an artist would never be the same after this. Like, what taught you the most? I think it was my um. I would say my like first performance. Um, and then, yeah, my first performance, it was in, mad, it was in front of mad people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'd say at least 100 something people. And I got on stage and did my song that I was scared to drop for Mad Long. <laughs> my very first song. What song was this? Don Dada. Don Dada, okay. So, my very first song. And they loved it. And I'm sitting there like, oh, y'all like it? I'm, I'm sitting here doubting myself, first song, because I. My life. But I'm sitting here. <laughs> Dying myself scared, and they loved the song, even though it wasn't the best performance I've ever had. Ever had, but I think the second one to one up that would be when I had a um, what was it? It was I had a single release party, and I performed for thirty minutes straight without without uh, breathing issues, without like breath problems, without um. Word. And that matters. Your yeah. pa- your pacing was on point. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm 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 training without even knowing that I'm training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. You rap because you do you have TV tracks or you rap over your lyrics? Um, I have like, what do you mean by? Like, do you have the do you have the tracks where you cut out the verse and you just leave like ad libs or certain certain bars here and there? When I had when I had a producer that um actually spent time on my music before, like when I wasn't bouncing back and forth to other Shots producers. Frank. Um <laughs> <laughs> so my producer now is great. <laughs> you got it. But um when I had a producer that uh basically he, he made sure that he gave me the performing tracks, even if I wasn't performing. Because mm-hmm. he, he believed in me. And then I never saw him again. Mm. And I feel like I seen him the other day. Mm. But, you know, it's been a long time. So I'm sitting there like, is that you? It's but cool. I, I just wait. Just, just wait for a little bit. Wait till you pop off a little more. And then, and then, and then tap back in. Because he really <laughs> can't say no. Like, the fuck you going to say, bro? Like, you really, you you know, man, really moving now. Recording in South Orange. And if not, shit, call us. Yo, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more question. Oh, I, I think I have two more questions, but let's see how the first one goes. So, I feel, in in my eyes, songwriting is so important. And, you know, I have songwriters that I keep an eye on. Who are some of your inspirations as songwriters that, like, have been, like, your North Star in your journey just to, like, encourage you? Um... Whitney Houston, no, 
North. North Great. East Orange, actually. Mm. Ooh. Is that true? They're very close by. They're very, like, they're they're bordering, so... Like, right. what's the, what's the, yeah, look, when we stop when we stop recording, we gonna start throwing real streets out here. Right, go ahead. Because <laughs> I say Newark every time. I could, like, yeah, bro. Yeah, like yeah, she lives right. Her house is right behind mine. But um, um, I would say, I don't know. I I don't think she writes, but it's the cadence towards her songs, and I feel like she sit down with the writer and really tell them like that's the voice. Like, yeah. So that um, Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill got it. When I say Lauren Hill got it, she got it. Because her songs, even the Unplugged, when I guess like... That's an album within itself, her Unplugged. Yeah, Unplugged was no, like... Facts. And her it was unplugged. on the same It was on the same guitar, on the same in, the acoustic. And she went hard every time. Like, I can listen to the whole thing. Sometimes, you know, things be sounding dragged out and sounding the same. I could listen to the whole thing, like, over and over and over again. I can't wait for you I to put it. out a damn... I got a question for you. Live performance, like, album. Because I, I like your music, but Word. it doesn't give me the same feeling. as it. But also, I saw you first. Right. That's, That's why I say, hear her, but you got to see her. Yeah. But even hearing you, like, waves go crazy in a car. Mm-hmm. Like, Facts. Like, oh, my God. Y'all did the car test on that motherfucker. <laughs> Whoever makes waves, great job. Great job. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a good mixer, but your producer, man, yo... You found somebody that you could lock in with. The crazy thing is, I didn't think it was mixed probably. People it, like, yeah, yo, shit I don't like, bro. That's Everybody a, be like, oh my God. When it comes to Sonics, that's exact, that's that's how it's always going to happen. But that, that's the thing that sucks about Sonics, though. Because let me, let me just speak as a producer myself. Is that like you, as a producer, you're going to have stuff that you think, like me, my favorite part as a producer and being able to mix somebody else's song is like, one, I appreciate that you're able to trust me mm-hmm. with your vision and getting the song to come across how you want it to sound. Because, again, I'm sure as artists, we all know that, like, mix and mastering, like, it all plays a big part in how the song is received. Especially, like, if you want to have a mix and, like, you have your producer take out the drums for this section where you just want them to focus on your voice and what you're saying. Like, that all plays a part. Mm-hmm. And... One thing that I really want to say is like finding somebody who like can see your vision before you even tell them yeah. is, is is a blessing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like even like I've even heard stories of like, you know, Dr. Dre, like he'll have like when he go to mix certain things for certain artists, he'll have like three different versions of the mix before he even go to the mass. He's like, yo, which mix do you like? Mm-hmm. Which mix you want? Like which one speaks most of what you're trying to do here? All right, we're going to go with this one. All right, cool. So now we can build on this. You know what I mean? Like this is the part that you want to be emphasized. I think for me, um, I leave the mixing and mastering to the producers, but I like when I leave the studio, it sounds like it's it's ready to be released. Like not mixed and mastered. It Almost like, I, I'll show y'all some rough drives. I'll even show y'all the rough to um, Waves. To me, they sound the same, just the levels has changed. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I like when it sounds like I could drop this if it's still like happened. that grunt. Yeah. Facts. And it's not still for- a little grungy, but it's still. Yeah. But you know, you that also again that comes into you as an artist because you have great tone. Everybody doesn't have that tone. Nice. You can jump in front of a microphone, and Lord knows we know this shit because. We had to sit here, but no, but I'm serious. A lot of people don't know the amount of work that we do as a podcast to sound 
better. And if you listen to the start of our podcast and now, we sound a lot better because we listen to our voices. We listen to our tone. We listen to our attack on the on, on the mic. You know, we listen to our mic placement. Lord knows we didn't went through eight, nine, ten different episodes where we're literally trying mics in different positions. She might not know, but we done positioned the mic 12 <laughs> different times because Moriel's voice does not have the lows that my voice has my voice or that our other code it doesn't. Our, but yeah, it, it's not that it no your voice carries it carries in a different in a different pitch. way mm-hmm. it carries at a different octave so we have to frequencies. find yeah. the space for you to I'll be, be able to, to say what you need to say <laughs> more, more <laughs> and be w- and be well heard Mario said bing bong <laughs> shit But that no, but that's the, that's the facts though, and that's why I say like find it like for you specific like the question that I had for you specifically was like it goes back to production again because it's kind of like what they said when Pop Smoke was coming out. He's like he didn't necessarily like you know a lot of young producers now they going oh little baby type beat the baby type beat Lil Wayne type beat whatever, but Pop had a producer who knew his sound and he and he made beats like pop worked with that dude which is why now they still have i want to say they have around eight to ten albums worth of music left yeah, from pop. Heard, just I working with that one producer at the yeah pod, it don't even sound like it could be pop smoke no like, he has some fire he's got some shit he got some shit bro he got some shit like, but then, by the way you be at quad and it's yeah, all i'll be at quad sometimes it's, it's oh, we about to link. I'll be upstairs where they be. Never mind. We gonna talk. <laughs> they be having a shot. I'll be up there. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying though. Like, yo, artists don't realize just how important. Like, well, let me not say. They Shout don't. out to Quad. That's where Tupac got shot. Let me, let me not say they don't realize. But like, they tell I, you as soon as you walk in, he got shot in this elevator. Yeah. That's the elevator mm. Tupac got shot in. The I definitely. And I'm glad you found your producer because, again, you say the producer that you work with is fire. Like having that somebody who can like. Who sees your vision again before you even tell them? It's like, yo, I got this song, you know, do do what you do with it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, take take yo, like what you learned and all these years of experience that you had, and take this and emphasize what you know. I'm trying to emphasize, you know. The thing, the thing is with me, um, I like to work with people that can learn off me, and I learn off them. Facts. So symbiotic. Yeah, pretty much. So we have to like come in together like a puzzle, basically. Like, listen to me when I tell you the. Turn that down. But if it don't sound good, ar- argue with me on it. Tell me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Help like, me understand yeah. why you make your decisions. Pretty much. And Facts. It's like, when I like working with people, like, if I'm recording and it don't sound right, like, producers will sit there and let you not sound right. They getting paid. Yeah, because they get exactly. Exactly. So it's like, tell me that shit don't sound right. Like, because sometimes I don't hear it. And I was at, when I started, I hated my voice. I was like, I don't want to listen to it. Just give me the rough mix and let's get the fuck out of here. Like, and, I, and that's one thing that I noticed about a lot of like new artists is like, like new artists be scared of the sound of their own voice because again, you you and I both know we are our, our own biggest critics. Yeah. That's anybody who has had, that deals in oral rhetoric. Facts. Mm-hmm. Anybody that but deals in oral. Even rhetoric, listening to this podcast bridge, is hard for me. Yes, exactly. The first bridge to get through is listening to your own voice because. Mm-hmm. The way you sound in your head is not the way no. anything ever comes out. I sound way cooler out. in my head. Way cooler. Way you know fucking what? cooler in my head. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, it, it was a Right point. now, I swear I sound like Lou Rose. 
Never fine. No, but uh, the, the thing is, when, like, before I got into music, I was always doubted that I couldn't do music, I couldn't sing. And that was the battle before dropping it. And this is why I was asking, like, hundreds of people before I even dropped the song. Like, I'm in school. Like, does it sound good? You good. And I had really bad self-esteem issues with my voice. Mm. So I was always quiet. I was always, like, not. That's why I have social anxiety now, because I'm an adult and I can't fucking talk. So it's like, like, so now it's like, basically, um, it's like, this is my voice. I know my voice. Now let's run with it, make some fire shit with it, and God Facts. made it. So it's like, all right, cool. You, you got it. You made me. You got it. Yeah. And that, he made you, and and that's the thing. Like again, going back to the producer artist relationship, because you say like you you trust your producer to tell you when something doesn't sound mm-hmm. right. Because one one of the things that I had to like work on, like when I when I started producing for other people, because mm-hmm. it's one thing to produce for yourself and see how you think you sound. Yeah. And then to produce for other people, but it's really just like you had you have to remember that like it's not when you're trying to produce for somebody else, it's not always just subjective. You got you really just got to hone in mm-hmm. and think to yourself like, is this a good t- is this a bad take because she's messing up, or is this something that we got to fix on the recording end, or is like is she just talking too loud? Does she need to back up a little bit? Like, do we need to compress this a little bit more? Like, that. that's why I had to hone in on, you know what I mean? Like, so as a producer, I'm not like, yo, you should change these lyrics or whatever. I think you should just save this a little softer. So mm-hmm. that way, or like, you should, like, emphasize this a little more. Like, di- figure out the there's little a clean, things. Maybe not clean, but there's a, there's a, there's that, that alleyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, because while I didn't, while I don't have a background in, I'm lying. My minor is in audio engineering, but <laughs> I'm not a producer. I don't make beats. You I know Sonics, but I don't make beats. It. You got to listen. But I was, I, I'm a radio producer. So you have to find a balance in between putting your own talents as a producer and also getting the job done the way the talent wants your the job to be done. You might know best. For you, however, that talent also knows what's best Facts. for them. Mm-hmm. And there is a middle ground. Yeah. It's Facts. weird and it's awkward, but you ha- that's when you have to be a professional. At first. And everybody yeah. is first. not a professional. I feel like... Oh, it can be... Oh, no, it can be weird and weird at every level because I got to the point where I'm four or five years into this. Four or five. <laughs> Shout out to four or five. So I'm four or five years into this. Everything coming up four or five. And at that point, now, like, I'm still dealing with people that I got to try to figure out how you work, how do I work. I think producers are like coaches Mm -hmm. and the artists are the athletes. They come with their innate ability to perform and execute and the producer fine tune certain areas so they can execute the best way possible. Facts. And that's about like sinking into your role. Like you got to know, like, and even you as an artist, like, you know, you got to, you got to understand when you need to take that precedent or step on your, like not step on your producer, but like let them know like, yo, this is what I'm going for. And then you got to be able to have that faith and your trust in your producer to like, yo, like, you know what to do. I'm not well versed in this, but you know what you need to do in order for this to come out how I'm picturing right. it. Yeah. Sometimes that's why that's why I explain the song before I go in there sometimes, you feel me? 
Um, I also sing the song before I go in the booth. So I let him know. And my voice has a thing where it goes raspy sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I got that regular. Which is good. Yeah, that shit is hard, boy. <laughs> but my voice does that often. I have control of it. But when I'm recording, it's like, I want to be raspy now. Just go Word. do it. So it's like, I, I, I told you I need the song to be soft. When I do that, please stop it. Yeah. Right. It, it, no, because it's texture. That's all it is. It's, it's but texture, it's also but a it's it's a mo- it, it's a motion and it hits that frequency right. So, mm-hmm. I just found this out right. When are are you a pet person or an animal person at all? Yeah, I like dogs. Okay, dogs. I had I, I I love dogs. Mm-hmm. I used to have a dog. I got two cats now. Dude got three cats. D- two cats. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> two and then they two, two and they two and they have brothers. Okay, um, but I just cats. found out that cats purr. Because of their, they know that they're able to hit a human frequency. It mm. when a cat purrs, it purrs at the same frequency that a baby cries at. So it automatically mm. evokes a human emotion to take care of, take care of it. Nice. So when you hit that rasp, mm-hmm. like there's a part in Wade's where you say like like take away yourself, like yeah. like you know what I mean like. You I think can. God put that in me. It's Word. like a. It's 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 almost like like you can feel. I can feel you kicking somebody out of your life in that moment. Like you want some bullshit, dog. Get the fuck from right. me, dog. Take me but when but, you put that rasp in there, that puts that extra oomph. Yeah. And it. Yeah, you know I mean, like. I think he put that like in me for like stern sternness Word. respect. Um, because when I talk, you hear how I talk now. It's like soft. I don't. I don't raise my voice. When that Except for when up. you just sat up right there. That's where Don Dada just came right. out. Right. Right. The way you just sat right. up said, look, it's stern. Right. It's stern. Like, it's just... <laughs> Duality. It's a, it's, it's a thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to keep bringing this up because there was a point in time where I was not respected. I was not listened to. So it's like that rasp right there caused me to understand that when I do that, Y'all have to listen. Word. You have to listen. It's a call to action. And it's and it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like when I was talking about before, like before you got here. Like my biggest thing on YouTube right now is like I enjoy watching videos of like vocal coaches mm-hmm. listening to like rock music and how they change. Like, cause you know, especially like certain different genres of voices, they right. use their voice in a different way for like instrumental aspects, whatever. But like she talking about how like the. Cause you know how with auto tune everything perfect, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Everything's like just too perfect. But there's certain there's sometimes in the music where you want that humanistic aspect. You to have come to, out. yeah. Like Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl recorded ah. recorded a whole Foo Fighter album in a fucking garage. In a garage, yeah. And what? if you don't know, Dave Grohl was one of the original, uh, not one of. He was the original um, drummer for Nirvana. Yeah. And yeah. he's the leads, and now, and well, I, now I don't know if Foo Fighters still making music, but at one point these motherfuckers was getting Grammys. Yeah, and he's they the were, lead of the Foo Fighters. So they had a run. But um, now at this the moment, guy, yeah, beard. yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna step on my producer now. I know you're having a blast, and last week it's hilarious because well, last episode you got into Sonics, and I was like, yo, you were talking Sonics with Moriel. I'm like, damn, Kai, like you gotta. You got to talk Sonics with somebody who really understands. It was above my pay grade. Lord knows, Kelly shows up. (laughs) Amen. And now Kai gets to talk Sonics, but we got to get you out of here. 
We all got to get out of here. You got our cameraman got work to do. Um, thank you so much for stopping by. Once again, you are beyond. You are more than welcome on a day where we're not just talking art. Where we're gonna be talking real. So if you want to come spread your or, or share your opinion on life, you got. A no knock policy in this Word. Bitch. You Any always final, welcome. <laughs> you know back. where we at. You know yeah. where we at. Where we do. Any final <laughs> words for this episode? What you want to say? Yes. Um, I have some songs that I'm ready to drop. Yes, I'm working right. on a project, and I might drop a single before it. So I'm having a, a single release party or a album party, um, April twenty second. Okay. Come. It's gonna be in New York. For the Sony Publisher itself, me throw it. He will be there. I have opening acts for artists. Um, opportunity to perform in front of A&Rs and Sony Publisher. Um, but yeah, that's really it. And y'all keep doing you, feel me? Whatever y'all doing, y'all keep going with it. Word. And if, if y'all get a, if y'all get a DM for me saying it's $200 to perform, don't say shit to her about it. Right. Don't worry about it. I'm get you in the slot. Right. And I, I made it cheap. I don't... Listen, I'm an artist from Jersey, and they trying to take our shine. We up here. Let's do it. We got to work together to do it. You feel me? And if I'm up, everybody else with me is up, especially if you black. You see what I mean? So, Period. And worry, just, Kelly, all I want to say is before we get out of here, man, you know what I'm saying? Our, our paths is crossed twice now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So anytime you, like he said, anytime you want to come back, and just, you know, speak the speak the volumes and speak your truth or whatever. This is always a good place where you can come back, speak true about the music, let people know about it. You know, we're going to help you push your stuff. You help us push our stuff. You know what I mean? It's always one hand watch the other around here. And it's always good respect. We appreciate you putting yourself, you know, out here and talking about, you know, your pain and your passion on our podcast. And we appreciate you bringing it here. This was a great interview. Word. So nah, for real. Like, this is about to be a second episode within itself. I'm sitting here this whole half the time. I've been, I've been thinking, I'm like, dog, do we add this to the episode we just shot or do we put this out by itself word like you know what I'm saying I think we got two parts big Don Dada in the building one more time for me yeah it's Mochel Wednesday man we appreciate y'all Kelly D K-I-L-L-Y-T-H-E-E artist let them know where they gonna find you at drop your Instagram drop your Twitter I'm Kelly the artist on all platforms. K I L Y T H E E artist on every platform. Everywhere. Make sure y'all follow, comment, subscribe. We'll make sure we put all of her goddamn links in this bitch. We'll put links to all of, all of her music, all of her videos, whatever's going on. If she don't got videos, <laughs> we got a cameraman. <laughs> I, got, I got one video out. I just Next stop, YouTube partner. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wocha Wednesday. We appreciate y'all stopping by. We will be back at some point. We love y'all. My lessons, my blessings, I'm taking. Ain't no more waiting. I said, little do you know that I've been through some wars with myself in the music. How I fight back. Little do you know that I'm still going through it. And if I fall, I'ma come right back. Little do you know that. I was in a dark place and use a fake smile, try to hide that. Hit us in like that. It wasn't a choice, I was chosen, so I don't give a damn if you like it. Listen, I can stop the floor and bring it right back, yeah. Don't say what I do and they don't like that, yeah. I got an aim with that precision, yeah.
that bitch in 2020. Turn on automatic reload clip, never empty. And the words on my bullets, so I got plenty. Now they wanna come around and act friendly. I said, tell a boy, step from me. Take where yourself move from around me. Will never get a chance to take a chance from me. If you can see me winning, you can't stand by me. I could ride so low, I don't need no team. Take where yourself move from around me. Never get a chance to take a chance from me. If you can see me winning, you can't stand by me. I said, tell a boy, step from me. Yeah.